Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're so glad to have you with us. But before we get into the world, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your loving kindness, Lord. And we thank you for your faithfulness to us, Lord, that you always provide for our needs, Lord, and that you always look out for us. You give us divine protection and order and provision, Lord, and we just thank you for those things. We ask that you will minister to each and every one of us our needs as we do this episode this morning, Lord, and that you bless us as you've already said that you would, Lord. And we receive these things by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. Glad to have you with us as we get back to our study of the Word and our specific study in the book of Hebrews. Mm-hmm. So this morning, we are continuing in chapter 9 covering verses 11 through 15. So if you're joining us for the first time or rejoining us, we want to encourage you to pause the episode and just take some time and an opportunity to read that section of scripture to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you might have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Charles. Okay. So what the Lord was sharing with me is that what we um, we see inside of verse 12 at the last half of it, it said, he entered the most holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption, which is very interesting because it can be easy to think um, this is Mark, not Mark, Hebrews 9, verse 12. It can be interesting to believe that we see that these people, like the people who are listening to the Great Faith chapter, that they essentially were shooed in. They were what? Shooed in, meaning that they were automatically going oh. to enter into okay. heaven because of all the exploits that they had done for the Lord. But what we see here that the Lord was sharing with me is that even Jesus, though he was God, he was automatically going to get back into heaven because that's where he was from. He still had to go through the process. As did Abraham and the people who were listening to the Great Faith chapter. They couldn't just, um, like, for the example, we contrast Gideon versus Abraham. We see that Gideon fell away. He made a golden ephod out of the earrings that they gave him. Mm. And he went and played the harlot with that inside of the um, inside of a city. Whereas we see Abraham, he had to maintain it the whole course and had to be consistent inside of it in order to obtain redemption, meaning that he was able to enter into heaven. But just understanding that it's a process. It's not just, okay, Lord, I said the name Jesus three times. That means I'm automatically going to get into there. Mm. And it's not about good works as we see James talks about, that we're not getting into heaven based on the works that we do. For none of us will be able to actually get in. Because I know for myself, I haven't not done enough good works. Meaning that if it was solely based on good works, we would no human would ever be able to enter into heaven. But if it were works based, you would also have to count the bad works, mm-hmm. yeah. which far outweigh our good works because of sin nature. We, you know, begin to sin in, in small ways and larger ways, more intentional ways. So there, there would not be an, an opportunity to enter in because there is no 
self-righteousness before God. Yes. Okay, go ahead. So the Lord was sharing with me is that we have to enter into the redemption that the Lord has provided and fully maintain the course that would, even with Jesus, though he was God, he had to maintain being perfect. Mm. While we know he was perfect because that he had a desire to live out his life before the Lord and do what the Lord told him to do. If he had deviated from that, he would not have been able to enter into redemption. So meaning that while, well, so Jesus didn't receive redemption for himself. Yes. Right. We, we covered that. He's not a high priest that had to first offer sins for him or offer sacrifice to cover his own sins. He had no sin. Now him being God, he could have made another way, which is the, the conversation that he had with himself and with the father in the garden if there's another way, let this cup pass for me. Like, and he was basically saying, I know there are alternate routes, but this route is the route that the father had set. So that is the route that he needed to go in to finish. And there wasn't, there was never a doubt as to whether or not he was going to finish it because the father knows. And Jesus is still God while he had on natural human flesh and had to subdue his flesh like the um, self-preservation that god just put in into human flesh instinctively so that we wouldn't all die off as a population he had to overrule those things and subjugate those things to be submitted to the will of the father but he himself did not need redemption yes okay so um and he is still god right he's equal he's the son and they're could have been other routes. However, this is the route that the father said. So as long as you're holding that concept in that way and not um, bestowing the need for remission of sin upon Jesus, as you are listening to what the Lord is telling you, you just got to hold that, hold that truth steady. And then everything else is formed around that. Yes. All right. What I was trying to articulate is that he had to maintain the course in order to fully give us redemption. He couldn't mm-hmm. stop halfway and that be enough. He had to continue to go for in the whole process. And the Lord was just revealing to me that what we also see here is that, Mama, you often talk about how Jesus was there from the beginning. He wasn't just floating around as a baby inside of heaven until he eventually <laughs> was born. He wasn't just doing nothing and playing with some maracas. Mm-hmm. And while the wa- father watched him, that's not what he was doing. He was actually working inside of um, before he actually came inside the earth as mm-hmm. a baby. And so the Lord was revealing to me that if we go back to the example of Abraham, I think Paul talks about this. It said that Abraham had the gospel preached him. I mm-hmm. think that's Galatians. Romans. Oh, that's Galatians. Mm-hmm. And how it said that he had the um, gospel preached to him. And it can be very often misunderstood that the people who were before jesus they were all but swept in essentially like the people who um, well before abraham was i am is what the lord said so they were naturally on the earth before jesus put on human flesh and came into the earth um but certainly not before him so go on what about what about abraham and how it could be misunderstood that at that point since jesus hadn't come um they were placed in there because of quote unquote what they had done we see that abraham he had lived a righteous life mainly and that's what and the lord counted him as a friend and he was faithful towards the lord but just understanding that jesus was providing redemption for those people as well they weren't just given free access to heaven because jesus not had not yet physically come in the earth right so his blood paid for all 
no matter yes. what side of the timeline they were on. Um, but the reason that Abraham obtained this standing that God gave him, it says that Abraham believed God. Yes. Right? And God accounted to him for righteousness. He believed the word of God that was preached. He believed the word, the gospel, that was preached to him. And that's what God said. Thank you. Yes, I've got this. Now, after the blood of Jesus was literally placed on the mercy seat, that paid for the sins of everyone because he also went and preached to the captives who were in hell to give them an opportunity for salvation. Yes. So God is just and he is righteous, but it wasn't Abraham's works that yes. brought him in. It was his faith in Christ, the coming Messiah, right? The same yes. thing that we believe. And God is so gracious. He has a way to bring it all together. So we have in, I'll say, in American culture, because of how we've been, um, I'll say, exposed to fairy tales and things of that nature, when we read um, places like verse 12, we read it once and for all. But this says once for all. And that's a, it's a quite a different statement when you say once and for all. It just means like, oh, this is the finality of it. Uh-huh. It's finished and it, it <clears throat> excludes what is actually being said here. He did this one time for everyone who would believe. So the ones that had obtained, uh, had used their faith and obtained righteousness prior to his coming, God didn't leave them out. Yes. Right. Which is also why Christ came at the appointed time so that they would not be made perfect apart from us. So that God would be able to bring all together into one, his people and redeem them. So he did this for every, everyone at this one time who would partake of it. So you also see that reflected in verse 25, um, in verse 26 and verse 28, that, that truth, not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood of another. He then would have to suffer often since the foundation of the world. So Christ wasn't coming day after day to be crucified, beaten, and have his beard torn out, torn off every time someone committed a sin and would want to repent. He didn't do that off, you know, every day. And he didn't do that over and over for each unique individual because, I mean, he'd still be on a vicious cycle of that whole process. So he did it one time for every sin who would, everyone who would bring their sin. Now, of course, this doesn't apply to angels. They don't get any redemption. Yes. They didn't have, they have an ability to choose, but not a right to choose another course other than God. Humans have the ability and the right. So if we want to choose Christ, we have the right to do that. If, if someone wants to choose to go to hell, they have the right to do that. The angels, there's no remission for their, their sin through the blood of Jesus Christ. And you'll see that um, later on in the book of Hebrews. But let's let's finish reading that. So he then would have would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world, starting at Adam and woman. But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So and let's read verse 28. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. And it says of many rather than of everyone because this is a reference to the appropriation of the blood of Jesus Christ 
that each individual has to make to their particular sin. So I can't apply the blood of Christ to your sins. Only you can do that. Yes. I can only do that for myself. Now, I can teach you. Here's Jesus. You need him. Repent, right? And the Holy Spirit's here to convince you and convict you of the sin that you're committing, right? So that you come to Christ Jesus, but I can't apply his blood to you. And there are some people who are God haters. They hate the Lord. And I'm saying the true and living God. And they hate Christ Jesus, the Lord. And they want to go to hell. So they will not apply his blood to their life. So because it it doesn't mean that he excluded them, they have excluded themselves. So that's why it's not written in that in this particular verse as covering all so you get the blood of jesus covering your sins whether you want it or not your sins are forgiven no it's only for those who say i will appropriate i will take part of what christ is has done because i believe him and i believe in him and i receive the salvation accordingly so um And I'll just finish the verse to those who eagerly wait for him. He will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. And that's for the physical conclusion or the little literal conclusion of time and bringing us into eternity. Those who are still living and um, finishing up the work with the ones who've already gone to sleep, if you will. Yes. Okay. Sleep in him. And that is all right. You got something else, my love? Yes. And. As you were saying, Mommy, the Lord was reminding me, um, you talked about how Jesus wanted to go preach to those who were inside of hell at that point um, and give them an option to come out and to enter into him. But also we have to understand, and this is something that's very important, that what we see is that it could, be e- it could become easy to believe that Jesus was doing this after the fact like he was reacting and going forward and taking care of what needed to be done. But we have to understand that he was already doing this long beforehand. This had just solely, um, mean that just how it appears in time that it appears like Jesus came at the appointed time. Then he went back to go preach to those who were inside of shield to give them the option. It would look like he was responding to what had happened, but we have to understand that Jesus had already made this option available for them long beforehand. My, how come I'm you're making that? Explain that in more detail. Yes, I'm trying to to grasp the concept of what you're you're trying to articulate here, darling. So what I was saying is that we see um, inside of time. So if we were to say Jesus's birth would be the exact middle, um, and we will say the people beforehand, there was some like Abraham who are who was long beforehand who entered into, mm-hmm. but it says that Jesus went back to preach to those who were in captivity to preach the gospel to those so that way they had the option to come out. So I want to tell you this, your, your thought, the way you're holding that thought and the way you're approaching it is that everyone in the world was a Jew and therefore knew or had some exposure to the things of God. While there were people in other nations who knew God, like Balaam was a prophet of God and he was not a Jew. Abraham was not a Jew. Um, there were still many cultures like Nineveh that had to be preached to in a separate or a different kind of way. Now, Nineveh had the opportunity to hear the word of God, but there were still places in the world where Christ was not widely known just because they practiced 
other religions there or things of that nature. So the beautiful thing, one of the many beautiful things about God is he knows who's had an, a, a fair chance uh-huh. to hear the word preached. So from the point of Christ coming into the earth and onward, hearing the gospel and having the right opportunity to before death, that at this phase, there's no excuse. Yes. But prior to Christ coming into the earth and sending his word to be spread with a specific goal of it being propagated throughout the earth or spread throughout the earth and ministered, that's a better word, ministered throughout the earth, it wasn't the same kind of intentionality prior to. Yeah. Just because the Lord, he knows how to minister to hearts and he knows the times and the seasons that he's appointed. So he is just, he knows the people that had a, a chance to hear and denied him, but those who had not heard and went to hell as a result. Yes. He was not um, unjust in how he handled the whole situation, but he is a good God and he wants to give everyone who wants to be his the opportunity to do so. Okay. So yes. um, just remember that everybody wasn't exposed directly to understanding who God is on wide scale like it is now, or like even it was in Jewish culture at the time of the the bulk, or since the time of Moses writing through the scriptures. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. So change your perspective on that just a little bit so you can go, oh, these people may not have heard because no one is going to fool God and go, I didn't know. Mm-mm, mm-mm. He's like, you heard it right here. You heard it right there. That was your chance. Or and I he sent will judge. you these prophets and these people, these evangelists, missionaries, whatever the case was. But even with that today, how many people still have not heard because they murdered the prophets or the evangelists or or the missionaries, whoever it was that the Lord sent, but yet they still have their stuff, still have their Bible or their notes or whatever it is about the Lord. So they still have opportunity, not as in the full scale. And even with that, how many times have we heard or received reports from people in places like Iran? And others, where the Lord is literally himself, is literally visiting people in their dreams, revealing himself to them. It's happening all over. And so what's happening, so Christ, before he he came into the earth and put on flesh, was the angel of the Lord. And you can recognize him in scripture by the way that he speaks, not not just necessarily by the capital A that may be mm-hmm. written, depending on the translation, but the way he speaks, he speaks as God. It says the angel of the Lord, but he speaks in an I am. Mm-hmm. I know that you worship me. I know that you serve me. Um, or, whereas, or, or references like this is holy ground. Right. But he, he speaks in a way and he is allowed to receive worship. That's how you know it's Christ the Messiah. Mm-hmm. The other angels are not allowed to receive worship and will not partake in things like that the angels of the lord right that are not capital a the angel christ before he put on flesh and um an example would be samson's parents they asked his name and he said why are you asking my name Mm -hmm. seeing as it is wonderful and now we know christ is a wonderful counselor later in scripture as prophetic word was going forth Mm -hmm. concerning him but he was always there and just recognizing him and who he is is um, something that we have the opportunity to do now. What was the last thing you said, my love? About the Lord himself visiting people in their dreams, 
all around the world in places like Iran and mm-hmm. and others. And so now when he visits, he's been revealed as the Messiah. So that's how he ministers as the Messiah. But previously he would just say, here's the message, worship God, you know, like um, the, the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he would not reveal himself as the Messiah at that particular standpoint. You had something you wanted to say real quick, sweetie? Oh, yes, mommy. You explained what I was trying to explain. I was um, trying to um, articulate the fact that Jesus is not reacting as though he forgot to preach to them. This is not, oh, man, you guys just haven't heard this, um, as though Jesus was caught unprepared for this consequence and um, this realization and suddenly had to go down there. This was part of the plan the whole time. And just understanding that as well. Mm-hmm. So God, he incorporated all of his points into mm-hmm. his plan. So that's why we need to be on his plan and have faith in God. Um, I think First Peter 4, 6 was the scripture that we, we were referencing um, about the gospel being preached to those who were um, in, in hell. It says, for this, <clears throat> I'm sorry, for this case was the gospel preached also to them that are dead that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. But I think there's some other scriptures and I'll look that up and we can talk about it on the next episode. All right. There is a lot in there. So we're going to pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close this out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for the revelation that you've given us today, Lord. And we thank you for the opportunity to choose you and to be your sons and daughters and part of your family. Lord, we ask that you'll bless our partners and our listeners, Lord, as they go to school and they go to work, Lord, as they spend time with you, Lord, and in your presence, Lord, that you will satisfy them, Lord, satisfy their spirits and give them peace and shalom, Lord, that nothing's broken and nothing's missing. So we thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' almighty name we pray. Amen. And amen. Oh, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.